The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now for those who may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 40 of 2022 and show number 1145 if you're keeping track that way. So this week kicks off Halloween Horror Month, my favorite month of the year, with the 30th anniversary of Alien 3. Now we have two special guests tonight, and uh, so what I'm just going to introduce, and hopefully he is with us. Well, first of all, I'm going to introduce uh, Jason Drury. Jason, how are you doing? Hello. 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 Good to be back. All right. And uh, just just joining us, like basically just joining us, is Austin Wintry. Austin, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me okay? I can. Very well. All right. Well, welcome, right. To, the, welcome to the show, guys. I think we've got a lot, a, a great show ahead of us. So, um, Alien 3, quite a divisive film, was not appreciated at the time, but uh, has now established a cult following personally. I saw the film in the theater back in 1992 and thought it was a great entry to the Alien Saga. Was it perfect? No. But I never understood the hate behind the film. Its journey to the big screen is a rocky one at best, and we should all be happy that it made it to the big screen at all if any of the stories that I've heard of behind the scenes are just are, are true. So in all of this is Elliot Goldenthal's score, an amazing score that does deserve closer examination. I remember holding, buying it in the store and holding it with anticipation as I rode home on the bus. So that tells you how long ago it was. All right, so why don't we start with uh, um, Jason. Why don't you let us know where you first saw Alien 3? Well, I think I first saw Alien 3 in the, um, well, on, on DVD. Thing. Was it video? I think video. Is that long ago now? So I think video. So I first saw it, and uh, my first we get first link to Alien Three itself was the Elliot Goldenfold score. I heard that long before I actually saw the film, and I thought yeah, that's really amazing. 
first time I ever heard Elliot Golden fall, but it did stick with me. And um, when I did see the film finally, it was it really did well. It really was terrific. It really made the really made the visuals stand out. It was got such a really really well done. But as you said, Robert, I wasn't that overly keen on the actual. It felt to me my first thoughts. This is my first thoughts at the time. It felt like a pop video. It felt like the cuts were very fast and very furious and didn't, I didn't it wasn't it didn't feel like the alien films that came before it probably was a deliberate ploy but when the assembly cut came about i enjoyed it a lot more particularly the paul mcgann you know his his part wasn't very fleeting in the original but we realized a lot more about what paul mcgann's part was in the assembly cut with golic and the other days i think it's a if it if if is an excuse to watch Alien Three or the Alien films this house, we we do so. And uh, it, it it was it's been a long time since I saw this. I seen the, the theatrical version until this week, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really really good. Now I could probably reassess it now. and think yeah, it's okay. I could I could I could watch this somebody watch the the theatrical version now. But I do feel that the assembly cut gives the film a lot more gravitas, and it's a far more you know, it runs a lot better, in my opinion, than the definitive, than the uh, theatrical version. But either way, Golden Falls score is terrific. Chelsea Dutton steals the film with performance. He's magnificent in the film, in both both versions. And it's always good for us Brits to see all these great British actors in bald heads and count these famous faces. There was one guy who uh, I, I didn't realise in the film, Phil Davis, I think it was in Quadrophenia. I'd only realised, I think, he, I think he, he's more in the... Um, the assembly car. I didn't realise Phil Davis was in the film as well. So we've got Phil Davis, right. Peace Poppers, right? Clive Mantle. Oh, we, Paul McGann, Brian Glover. What a oh, le- British acting legends in there. Because nobody else has heard of. But I've I've grown up with these guys, and it's and they're still as good as ever in this film. It's, mm. it's, it's a it's a good exp- Alien Three, highly underrated, and I'm always pushing the boat out saying how good this film actually is okay austin your thoughts it's hard to top that answer um i haven't i haven't ever actually watched um the kind of extended uh cut that you're referring to Uh, i I, you're you're making me realize i had forgotten that that existed uh, and I've, i've only ever seen the theatrical um but and and that also it has been years since i watched anything other than uh, you know, random excerpts or like the classic, you turn on TV, you see it's on and you indulge in 20 or 30 minutes of it or whatnot. Um, I also remember uh, watching it, at, you know, I, I, I seem to recall kind of getting into the franchise in general by the time all three had come out. So I kind of binged, you know, uh, the the blockbuster video equivalent of our modern binge culture. You you rent the whole the whole thing in some probably the early to mid '90s, not long after the third one came out. Um, and I also have carried with me for the last few decades a kind of you know <clears throat> raised eyebrow at the weird hatred the movie has, and like Fincher's own kind of vow to 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 uh you know absolve himself of it and it's an odd it's an oddly um 
it's an oddly maligned film, I think. Um, and but I can only say that, despite it having been a while since I rewatched it, um, I I'm rather obsessed. I'm not afraid to say with with Goldenthal as a composer in general. Um, and it's that score is such a wonderful kind of origin point for so many of his material, so many, so many of his ideas that would kind of flower later in other scores. You can really hear just how supremely imaginative he is, um, not least of which because you have the two prior scores by two of the greatest composers in the whole of Hollywood history and, and, and providing decidedly different scores from each other. Um, and so to, to step into that as a kind of new guy on the scene, I mean, Goldenthal was a lot earlier in his career than even Horner was relative to when Horner did Aliens. And Horner was also still relatively early in his career when he did Aliens. But, but Goldenthal was, if this was effectively the score that put him on the radar, uh, I mean, he had done some prior to this, but nothing on this scale or, or notoriety. And so. To me, there's a real uh, courage, creative courage that I always associate that film with of, of being somebody who, you know, there's this great um, aphorism that's supposedly attributed to Steve Martin of be so good they can't ignore you. And I feel like that was kind of Goldenthal's mantra on that film where he 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 realized this is my shot. I guess I better go for broke. And it is just so bursting with ideas and, and novelty and and raw madness. I mean, it, it sounds like someone who's not well emotionally uh, in the best way, you know, in the way we should all aspire to in a sense, if I dare say it. So yeah, I, <clears throat> I think it's great. Um, I think it's, I think it's, it, it, it deserves the, I guess the uh, revisiting that it is getting lately. Okay. Well, um, first of all, I, you know what? I forgot to, Maybe people don't necessarily know who you are, Austin. So can you kind of uh, introduce yourself? <clears throat> well, anybody who's listened to your show, uh, <laughs> I suspect, uh, well, really, in both your cases, uh, two of the most generous uh, gentlemen with regard to my work I've probably ever encountered. Um, and, you know, I find myself constantly podcasting these days, and I think I can kind of lay that at your feet, Rob, because... Uh, jumping on this show with you over the years kind of gave me that first taste of what it's like to do these long form conversations. And, you know, it's crazy to think that the visions and sound 10th anniversary special that we did was now like something like 63 years ago. <laughs> and uh, so oh, it's been a, it's been a long run. Um, but so, yes, I suppose, um, uh, for the, the uninitiated, um, I'm Austin. I'm a, composer i specialize uh these days not sort of deliberately though happily i do uh score quite a few games um um and uh but still uh continue work in film and tv and occasional stage and concert works and those kinds of things but um game game music seems to dominate my life uh the last 10 years or so which as i can only reiterate it has been a joyous turn of events i love i love games uh, for many reasons that we could get into if we wanted to, but mm -hmm. but long and short of it is I'm happily a composer and and I'm a composer who uh, chose this path because I was a nerd and a fanboy, um, you know, like like present company and 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 presumably any listener, uh, you know. It's I remember one of the great 
pleasures I got was when um, uh, years ago uh, I was interviewed for the soundtrack.net site. I, I, for the life of me, can't remember who it was that did the interview. Um, but it was shortly after one of my first kind of real movies uh, called Captain Oberad right. was 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 released, and I remember that in the interview they 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 headlined the interview. Um, he's one of us, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that always stuck with me as like maybe the best badge of honor I could I could get. That it was, uh, you know, the whole kind of soundtrack fandom was where I essentially came from. Um, and thought I should try to make a living out of this, uh, as opposed to, you know, playing in bands or something and, and kind of finding my way into the industry uh, through a more lateral means. I, I grew up addicted to Goldsmith and and uh, many others, of course. So um, anyway, it's it's why I feel so at home every time we chat. Right now, also you have a interesting connection to the alien universe, which we will get into in just a little bit. Um, but I want to play a little bit of the score from, from alien three, but we want to start with something very interesting. It's the first time I ever heard Alfred Newman's, um, mm -hmm. opening kind of played with a little bit and it's it. I mean, Ottman did it for Superman and he did it for the, the, the X-Men films, but this was the really? first, the, the first time I'd ever heard that the particular um, kind of take on it. And it's very, very unusual. When I heard it, I went, this is new. So why don't we um, take, take some time, have a listen to the, to the, the opening or the, a few cues but, from the, from the but, score. But it's, but it's weird though, that the, this Elliot Golden for arrangement 20th century Fox thing for soundtracks fans are probably linking it now more to Predator. It keeps people on Predator releases more than alien releases. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's dive into the Alien Three score by Elliot Goldenthal, and we'll be back in just a little bit. But first, we'll hear that opening from uh, from uh, uh, Alfred Newman.
And with a little bit of music from the 1992 film Alien 3. That's uh, music by Elliot Goldenthal. So now, uh, there is... Uh, I've got my two guests here uh, this, this morning. Um, we've got uh, uh, Jason Drury all the way from Ramsgate, England. And of course, on the other side of the continent, I've got uh, Austin Wintry. Um, and it's fantastic. Now, there is a reason, Austin that uh, you are also on this show this week and uh, there is probably help to account for my sins uh, <laughs> wanted, this is an intervention it's cynical plug coming up here no um <laughs> you are connected to the aliens er, the the aliens universe in a very a very unique way so why don't you just uh, let uh, our my listeners know as to uh what you have been involved with in regards to well um very gratefully, I had the opportunity to score an Alien game that came out last year, um, and by complete coincidence, uh, the soundtrack album for it came out today, a few <laughs> hours ago, despite the game having been out about a year ago, and just also despite you and I discussing uh, having this conversation many months ago, but um, right. it's called Fireteam Elite. Um, it's kind of a you know Colonial Marines uh, action game, so it's very much in the vein of Aliens. In fact, it's very conscientiously called Aliens Fireteam Elite, not Alien, because they wanted to be clear that um, this isn't a suspense horror kind of experience in the vein of Alien, um, but very much a an action game in the vein of Aliens. And uh, but it's funny because. You know, sort of apropos some of our conversation already, I was joking with the team while we were working on it and as we finished it that I don't feel like I've really gotten a real alien experience because I've had a really good time uh, <laughs> and I haven't felt horribly abused by my collaborators. Um, and I think seemingly every composer who's come before me walked away vowing to never work with that person again. <laughs> uh, and uh, but uh, in quite the contrast, the, Matt Hyacin, the creative director at the studio Cold Iron, ha has been a dream collaborator. And, and the folks, you know, I was initially hired by them and Fox. And then partway through scoring the game, Fox got acquired by Disney. So then all my higher-ups became Disney people. Um, but they were also actually really quite lovely to work with. Uh, and so it was one of those where I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop since it was just so much fun. And it was such an amazing experience to be able to pay homage to some of my lifelong heroes while also being given explicitly the the trust and the freedom to kind of go somewhere that none of those other prior scores really go uh and you know it was it was, it was an interesting kind of dual assignment of you know no no one should be under any illusion that this is from an alien's you know property or title it, it should have those hallmarks as defined by particularly Goldsmith and Horner. Um, and But it also should try to do something that is its own proprietary kind of idea. And, and it's very lucky because, you know, I would say 80% of things that leverage existing IP today have that very kind of cynical, just rehash the, the nostalgic thing and hope the fans sort of drink it up and it's sort of, uh, sort of intrinsically um, sort of lazy and cynical. And the other 20% scope really hard the other direction and say, let's absolutely do nothing of the of the original and sort of alienate the fans in the process. <laughs> and it's like, so I don't sweet. really want to do either of those extremes. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know. Hopefully it succeeded. That is certainly 
enjoyed trying. Okay. So now where can we find this uh, uh, Aliens, uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite? It's everywhere digitally at the moment. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you know, to pick your digital retailer of, of, of choice. Um, as of right now, there's no physical renditions, and I honestly don't know if any are planned. Um, but Hollywood Records uh, put it out, who certainly are no strangers to uh, a giant catalog of soundtrack albums, and, and um, um, they, they've, they've done a great job. All right. Well, fantastic. We're going to listen to a little bit of your music, but also you have to, you have to, to uh, take off, which is unfortunate. It was a pleasure having uh, yes, you on the show. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. No, but I, I just want to reiterate, as always, uh, having done this with you, you know, many times over the years, it's always a treat to come back and chat with you, um, and especially grateful on this one. You know, I mean, you, you above both of you, uh, more than and most know my kind of affinity for for goldsmith and 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 uh that um, that era of scoring and so i think you can appreciate how sort of simultaneously intimidating and exhilarating it was to be able to jump onto a project where you know goldsmith's signature and imprint is an active ingredient you know and it was how do we how do we mix this into the brew to, to taste, you know, so that you feel kind of his presence, but it also doesn't feel like some slavishly kind of emulating kind of situation. Uh, and uh, so I feel like if it passes muster with folks like the two of you, then uh, I'm probably good because uh, <laughs> you're going to hear you're going to hear it in a way that is uh, kind of of a similar, uh, you know, you hear it in a way that I consider to be the the the, the most sort of. Um, accurately as to my intention and can gauge most clearly if I manage to pull off my goal. All right. Well, why don't we just have a, a listen to, uh, to some of Aliens Fireteam Elite, and you can find it on anywhere that uh, you find your digital stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back in a little well, Jason and I will be back in a little bit. Austin, again, a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to do this again in the near future. Let's make a plan on it sooner than later. All right, sounds good. Here's some Aliens Fireteam Elite.
Now that's pretty cool, I have to admit. With a little bit of music from the uh, uh, Aliens Elite Fire Team, and I'll just bring you up here, Jason, because I know you're making a couple of comments there. Go ahead. Wasn't that good? That was great. That was awesome. So, if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that uh, I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash uh, or yeah, facebook.com slash visions and sound. And you can also try me on my website, visionsandsound.ca. And that. So, welcome back to Visions and Sound as we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Alien 3. And uh, joining me uh, is uh, all the way from Ramsgate, England, is Jason Drury. Unfortunately, Austin had to take off, uh, but it was, uh, uh, it was fantastic having him on the show, and he was able to provide me us with some fantastic music from Aliens Fireteam Elite. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, continue discussing the movie there. I watched it again just this afternoon uh, in kind of preparation for the uh, the show. There, um, there are two cuts of the film. Now, I, when I back in 92, when I saw it in the, in the theater, uh, it was definitely uh, the assembly cut and the original cut are, or the theatrical cut and the assembly cut are, they add some things to it, and I think the additions to it actually really do flesh out the story a bit more. Whereas you were saying that um, um, you felt that Alien 3 was very music video-ish. It felt that to me at the time. At the time. Probably I've had to re- I've seen it again this week, and it's better than I thought it was now. You know, after a few years, you look at, it, look at something again like that, and it's... We well, we enjoyed. We, my partner and myself watched it, mm-hmm. and we both enjoyed it. And that's the thing. That's the, end, that's the thing. We were very fascinated to compare it to the assembly cut, which we probably that's the one we usually go to. Right, right. And the the, the real difference is, I think, is as a character in the practical version kind of like disappears, like the, the Golic, yes. played by Paul, played by the magnificent Paul McCann. And his sub, the important subplot of him appears more in the assembly cut, and it, it is an important subplot because right. it shows really what happened to him and uh, his obsession with what he calls the dragon. Yes, and it's and that's one of the important things that comes back into the film with with the assembly cut, and and shows really what Paul McGann's performance was, was so good. It's such a shame it didn't appear more in, in the original cut of the film. Right, right. And and and, and you can understand also the frustration of Fincher with with, with this cut. I think he wasn't wasn't he wasn't happy with the with the with the theatrical version of well, it. He, 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 he sound it. to this day still does not talk about Alien Three. I know, which um, is a shame. Which is a shame. Uh, well, the thing is, and 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 you, we mentioned with the music video style to it. Um, that really comes out in the funeral scene. Yes. Um, where you really see that, um, um, that multiple fading between the three characters and then, um, the, it, it's, it's a very, it's a very, I think it's a yeah. very stylish scene mm. and it does yeah. really well. And, and of course, the flash, the, the flash cuts of the alien appearing from the dog precisely. in the original and in the other one, the, the, the ox. Yeah. So yeah, the, for, for me, I'm. Again, at the time in '92, I didn't mind the film. I actually thought it was pretty good, and I and I I, I stated in in my opening, I don't understand the hate, and uh, maybe maybe 
I don't know, somebody can explain it to me at, uh, you know, visionsandsound at gmail.com. But um, somebody explain the hate because I don't get it. I think what probably one of the reasons was that all that work Ripley did to save Newt, and it was all for nothing at the end. Okay. They, I, they kill, them, kill the characters off. That could be one of the reasons. I, putting it out there. I looked at that being because I'm, well, for me, I'm all about the downbeat ending. I'm all about the kind of, it doesn't have to all be nicely wrapped up in a nice little bow and, and everybody, you know, gets away safe and that sort of thing. I thought that to, to go through that struggle that Ripley went through in Aliens and then to have it all taken away from her at the beginning of Alien 3 was a masterstroke because it redefined the character of Ripley again. Mm -hmm. It brought her back to that scared woman that was on the Nostromo back in the 79 film. It brought her back to that, to that vulnerable point where she had lost her, she'd lost her surrogate daughter and she'd lost, she'd lost Hicks. So it was, it was, it was just bringing her, bringing her back to the, the roots, I think of what, um, Ridley Scott's film was about. Mm. I always thought she was much stronger in this film as well. Exactly. She really, she, she said as the, as the scene when she knows got the alien and she's not a pro spoiler I've tried to she well, has, it's 30 she years knows, it's a 30 year old film yeah, don't worry yeah. about it she's it, it, got she realises there's an alien queen going out of her she, yeah. going inside of her and she walks into where the alien thing says you know she she's not that scared anymore well I, the, I love the line just do what you do you know yeah uh, just, just don't be do afraid your thing. yeah don't be afraid I'm 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 part of the family now yeah yeah as a shame that wasn't on the the uh the theatrical cut that yeah. line it's such a, such a great line oh yeah and she shows she wasn't wasn't scared anymore you know she's just going for broke exactly. you know i just wanted to and it and following that is that fantastic scene with her and charles s dutton with uh, dylan and she kill me and she doesn't and yeah, she you know and he said no no i'm not going to kill you i need you yeah. to kill this thing yeah. after that i i will kill you short sweet and painless or something something like that and yeah that is a that is a fantastic scene to go afterwards. It's such and and Golden Fall score that is terrific because exactly. you know he just builds up builds up the tension suddenly, whoosh, and he misses and yeah it's a such a well well scored one of his songs of it being so well scored because it yep. really does really does add to that scene. Again, Golden Thal's score is is highly. Although the, the film itself is underrated, but the score I I think is is extremely extremely dark and extremely well done for for what it uh, for um for for what it uh, you know for, for the I imagine the um the the amount of different cuts of the film that came out or mm-hmm. that that Golden Thal had to work with. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to get inside his head. To yes. see what uh, um, what uh, that was all about when in in ninety two, and you also got to think of the context of what was happening outside the studio at the time. Because I think the Woody King was happening. We played a. Uh, 
a cue from uh, from uh, uh, the Aliens Fireteam Elite, which we both discussed off-air, sounded very much like this upcoming cue that I'm going to be playing. And uh, so sit back and uh, listen to, as we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Alien 3. This is the score from Elliot Goldenthal, and we'll be back in just a little bit.
And with a little bit of music from the Alien 3 film, it's music by Elliot Goldenthal. And uh, we're back here on the show. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I'm also on Good Pods, a uh, downloadable app for your phone or other such devices, and Apple Music as well. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Alien 3, a very divisive film when it comes to people. I, I've heard people say that it's the worst, and I've heard some people say that it is probably one of the best of the films of the series. For me, I am on the fence about it. I like I liked the film when it first came out. I like the assembly cut, and I am very... Uh, happy with the way it looks and and it has aged rather well. Uh, Jason, what do you think? I've I've always said I think I've done a, a show on the Alien films for another station in the past, and I said I think in the end of that that Alien Three is a very underrated movie, and I do do I do attest to that. It's a film which you can enjoy. I've watched now both cuts this week and enjoyed both of them, and. In the context of the Alien films, it does stand up there. It, I think it's aged a lot well than a lot of people think, because I think, it, as you said at the time, it was divided and um, and uh, it was called the worst of the three films. But yeah. it, I've seen a lot worse films. I've seen a lot worse <laughs> Alien films directed by Ridley Scott recently. So uh, oh, this, yeah. this one, this this one is is not as bad as though. This is it's, it's a film as is aged well, which is I think. Probably you can call it a cult classic because of uh, people like us support it now, and um, I've I've always I've always had a soft spot for it. I mean, when I when I play Alien Three on the comp- on 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 the, on the well, television or listen to music, I always look forward to in, to enjoy an entertaining film. Particularly now, with some of the actors are now long, no longer with us, with mm-hmm. like Brian Glover's gone, Pete Poffer's right, some some fantastic actors are there, and all doing. A great job in a very stressful situation as well as what's, what's happening behind the scenes but i think as i said i think at the start the standout performance of this entire film is charles s dutton I would it's, agree. A shame, it, it's a shame that he hasn't really gone on since then but he's got you know if it is one of the greatest it's they say it's one of the worst films but it's got one of, well i don't think so but it's got one of the great performances acting performances away from the main cast away from the of the entire fan size with Charles S. Dutton, I think yeah. who is absolutely mesmeric. Yeah, well, his 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 uh, his speech at the at the uh, both Hicks and, and Newt's funeral mm. is just it's jaw dropping. Just how yes. he delivers it, it's just it's so good. Uh, you know, just why he starts off with just and it just comes out of nowhere. Every like uh, what's it? Uh, uh, Superintendent Andrews fills up you now. Ashes to ashes, dust uh, to dust. And it is, and then it, it, it is just... it, I, I could do it better. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the you have the right accent for it. Wonderful, I... wonderful northern tones of Brian Glover. Bless him. He was an absolute living legend over here. He was wonderful. That <laughs> voice was so. so he, did, he appeared in so many things, and that that voice was just distinctive. <laughs> All right. Well, um, why don't we uh, finish off with a little bit more music from uh, from Alien 3 as we're celebrating the 30th anniversary. And we'll talk more about uh, Brian Glover. 
Off air, we'll be back in just a little bit. The former wrestler, by Glenn. Yes. <laughs>
And with a little bit of music from the 1992 film Alien 3. That's music by Elliot Goldenthal. Well, that's all for us this week. Uh, Thanks for hanging in, those that did. As we continue into 2022, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat, if not some professional, or if not family rather, than some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience just how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without a huge team of people and support behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help, the Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868, 1-844-HERE-247, and here247.ca all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, Jason, once again, thank you for being on the show this week. Absolute, it, absolute it, pleasure. Yes. It's great to be back. Hopefully we'll be doing some more very soon. Well, fingers crossed. That would be great. You've got some time. Uh, can you let us know what you've got coming up? Well, if you subscribe to Film School Monthly, you should be hearing not one, not two, but three of my interviews on on there this in October. I'm just cool. finishing the last one today, so uh, plenty there. And for the Cinematic Sound Radio Girls, we've got the, the request shows. The first one came up yesterday, well, I think on Thursday night, and the other one's coming up shortly. I've got some interviews I'm working on, and also hopefully some more archive shows on, on down the pipe as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, plenty coming from me in the near future. Right. And if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how can they do that? They can contact me through cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Cool. I think that'd be the best place to contact me for far as cinematic sound. I'll, I'll not give my other address, my my personal email address, because it'd be bombarded with people. But that's go for me via that, that Mr. Woods. That, that'd be great. Yes, thus is the uh, price uh, of fame, uh, yes, Jason. Yes, thus is the price yes. of fame. I, I'm still thinking about Brian Glover at the moment. With, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, AKA as I told you on, on, on Leon Aris, the man from, from Paris. Paris. Just yep. think, every time we watch Alien Three, now just think of him with his wrestling name, <laughs> <laughs> and him going, "How about that then?" <laughs> All right. Well, join me next week as we continue into October with Halloween Horror Month with a celebration of the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist. We'll end off this week's show with some music from Alien Three. In this case, from a release called The Alien Trilogy, which is what it was at the time when this release came out. So, I'll be back next week with more Visions in Sound.
Thank you.